Hi, and welcome to the Equilting Life podcast. I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And I'm Sherry McConnell from Equilting Life. And today is podcast episode number 53, and it will be airing April 11th. 11th. Yeah, we're (laughs) taping it a little bit early, but just a little bit. So yeah. Yeah. Full on spring here where we live. It's windy today. That's how we know it's spring here. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's been, the weather has kind of been back and forth and that is how you tell where we live that yeah. like spring is here, but then it's like also very spring for a second and then it's summer here. The weather right. can kind of be crazy and get hot really, really fast. So I'm kind of like mentally preparing yes. for the heat to be coming. Yeah. Uh, I haven't worn shorts yet. It's, me neither. It's still like jeans Yeah, and short sleeve shirts mostly, but... I am not ready. <laughs> still cooling down at night, so... Yeah, which is totally nice. Like yeah. if you want to go take an evening walk, yeah. but no, we are preparing for the heat yes. wave. <laughs> to arrive so yeah okay so mom has our quilts today should we start with that first yeah oh well first I just wanted to say just really quick because I'm getting all the emails about seashore drive oh same here I, I, it, it's it's going to be shipping very soon. I've seen it show up I think it went to Canada shops some I saw some Canadian shops that got theirs I've yeah. seen a sprinkling the moda website shows April 15th is the latest that I've seen. So I am hopeful that by the end of the month, everybody will have their seashore drive in their hands. Yes. And we just appreciate everyone's patience and kindness with these shipping delays that are out of our hands because we want you to get your fabrics. Right. But we, yeah. And it it has completely been out of our hands I think sometimes too the fabric gets to the warehouse at Moda but then they have so many collections that have to be shipped that they have to do it in order in the original order yes so even though it might be sitting there in the Moda warehouse they can't start sending it out until all the previous collections have been so okay so I just wanted to (laughs) make note of that first on the wall is Emma's garden uh, just have to let everybody know that Billy came up with a name for that pattern. He <laughs> when, did. He did. <laughs> when I was trying to think of names for all my new patterns, and it was a grandmother's flower garden quilt anyway. And of with course, Emma, he came up with a name. Are so. we surprised we have <laughs> that block? <laughs> so, but I, I just love this quilt so much. A fat eighth bundle will do everything. You can even cut out all of your hexagons that you need from a fat eighth bundle. Wow. And the other thing, we've already posted a video on this quilt, but if you didn't want to do the hexagon flowers, you could use any of the low volume prints from this collection for those blocks, and it would just be a really fun quilt even without the flowers. That's a great idea. So, and then also Val, who quilted it, she's going to do a version where all the patchwork blocks are just the blues and low volumes and whites. (gasps) Oh, so yeah, that's a great idea. Because I was going to mention that those patchwork blocks, I actually really love that they show off all of the prints in the collection. But I love that she's going to do that version as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's on the table on the uh, or on the wall. (laughs) On the table is summer sky. This is a big block quilt. 
Uh, this pattern also has two versions. I've got the blue, gray, and green version that I made. On the pattern, you'll also see there's one where all the outer edges are the grays, and then all the prints from the collection were used in the center star. So for this version, it's a fat quarter quilt, 18 fat quarters, and... The other version that I mentioned is actually a layer cake plus yardage. The, oh. With the layer cake, you get all of the stars. Interesting. So, And when I was testing out the block, I made a smaller block to test and made it into a pillow. And just love this pillow, too. Are we surprised mom is so extra today? I have to mention, too, I'm going to... <laughs> I get questions about pillow forms all the times with all the videos. That yeah. I finally found a really inexpensive but good quality. I mean, fill this pillow. Like, <laughs> it's it's a nice it's pillow. It's very nice. And, but it, it is, actually. I'm it, just, like, dying laughing. Was, fill this pillow. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't super pricey, and it, it was on Amazon. So I'll link to the pillow. I'm really happy with this company. So I'm going to get my pillow forms from them now on. Actually, it seems strange, but... Pillow forms matter, especially if you're going to be using the pillow in your home. Right. You don't want those wimpy ones. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Where you have to buy five sizes bigger to get it to fill out. Yes. So, yeah. So this one looks great. And I I really do love this pillow. Thank you. It's very cute. Did you quilt it? Or did you Uh, have Gail? Gail quilted this one. I was going to say, I recognize the quilting. Yep. It's so funny. We, we, Marion and Val are an hour away. So if I have something that we need quilted right away, I have two great friends here in the Valley that, yeah. uh, um, Gail, I mean, yeah, Gail and Vicky now is doing some stuff. And it's so funny because they each have a pattern that I like. Yeah. And so I almost always have Gail do this. Yeah, that flowery one. She's probably so tired of it. And the same thing, Vicky has this cute little leaf design. Oh my goodness, the leaf one is so good. She did that on one of my pillows. Yeah, and I always have her do that. So they're both just like, you want your same pattern? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I want Vicky to do that on like a fall quilt for me. Yeah, that would be super cute. And speaking of quilting, really quick, I don't know if you'll have a close up, but the quilting that Marion did on the table quilt I was like, oh, I need her to do that on one of my Isn't quilts. this a fun pattern? It is so pretty. It's like flowery, but wispy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. In fact, she sent me, when she was getting ready to quilt this one, she sent me three or four to choose from. And this was my favorite, but I, I picked one that was more conservative. And then I changed my mind. Yeah. And I said, no, do this one. Yeah, and this was, one's great. I was really happy with it. I so. love it. Okay, and then just last before we get in, uh, we actually haven't shown the we haven't physical copy on the podcast yet of our Home for the Holidays book, and we're actually going to tape a video today, right? Yes, we're doing a video today, and where you can see all the quilts and projects, and we'll talk about everything. Yep. So we won't have the the quilts, actual quilt, but we have photographs. We have photographs. We'll be talking about the book. Yeah. We are so excited about this book. It's available for pre-order right, right now and ships in, in June. In June, so it's right. really coming up. Yeah. So yeah. So watch for that video yep, coming that soon, video. and also watch for a video on this summer sky quilt coming soon too. I think that's going to air later this week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, fun. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So we've already taped that. So okay. Awesome. Well. We have some 
Well, I have. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy. Billy did the outline for this podcast. Yeah, he's it's, great. It's really great. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I wanted to start by giving you guys a little feedback from your new fabric line. We did a podcast. You guys, we did the oh, video yay. that we released where you guys did an up close look at it. Yeah. Mom's done a few videos. Um, you've shown some quilts on the on the last podcast, Chelsea. So, anyway, I don't know. I know my mom and sister don't get time to go on YouTube and read every comment. Please keep leaving them though. They are good for the channel and I get to them as frequently as, as I can to um, try to respond to as many as I can. And also uh, we get ideas for podcasts and everything, questions and things like that too. So please don't be discouraged if you don't get a response right away. But um, I just want to let you guys know that it's been very there's been a lot of, this is my favorite line of yours so far. That's fun. <laughs> for Emma. So yeah. just to let you guys know. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And I mean, I know they haven't, no one's seen it in person yet and everything, but if, I, I was going through comments and everything in, in the last week to get ready for the podcasts. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of people that seem very excited about this new fabric line and yeah, you know, I mean, you guys have been talking about it a lot on the YouTube channel with all of our podcasts and videos, but yeah, some really positive feedback so far. So I just want to let, let you guys know. Oh, that's I'm good always to so hear. grateful for that feedback. Yeah. It makes me so happy because yeah. Yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah. Thanks for telling us that. I actually got an email just last night. So I did my Emma scrap bags and I oh, offered yeah. them to my Patreon group first because I knew they were going to sell out and so I and of course they snatched them right up but uh one of the women who was able to get one just emailed me last night she got her her fabric yesterday and she said I love every piece of fabric in this collection and she said I can't wait to be able to get it in the fall so that makes me so happy yeah so, because you send out those scrap bags and you wonder, are they going to like it? Like, yeah, are they going to like it yeah, in person? It's kind so, of, yeah, get a yeah, little taste of, right. you know, the real the real deal. And Yeah. So that was, it was fun to get her email. Yeah. Thank you, Jane, for that email. <laughs> so. Okay. So for today's episode and the main topic that I thought might be good for you guys to talk about is, you know, this is the Quilting Life podcast and your blog is the Quilting Life blog. And basically everything started by you just saying like, this is my life and this is how I've integrated quilting into it, right? And so I thought maybe today you guys could do a little reevaluation of your personal quilting lives. Um, A lot of people know what you guys do and how it's been going for you and everything, but maybe you could, and, and a lot of people also probably know how you started. You've mentioned that before on the podcast, but... I was thinking maybe, you know, we could start with mom and then Chelsea next and go back and look at when you first started the Quilting Life blog and and just talk about like if you ever envisioned what has become now with with everything that you have going on, um, if you ever envisioned that happening. So like some of the things I wrote down here. So, you know, you have a, a eclectic mix of different quilting projects and responsibilities, and they, these include fabric design, pattern design, small projects, blogging, writing books, teaching in-person classes, going to quilt markets, doing product reviews. You have all, all of your shipping and handling you guys do. You do live and in-person 
or in-person and online trunk shows. You, you uh, participate in sew-alongs. You do the YouTube videos. We do this podcast. Mom just started a Patreon channel. So when you first <laughs> sat down in, what year was it that you first started your blog? So 2008. 2008. Did wow. you, like, yeah. you were starting to write a blog about, like you said, to document everything you've done. Did you ever envision all of these different things coming along with that? Oh, absolutely not. Never. Billy has written down on our outline, Mom, did you really have a goal to grow your hobby into a business when you first started your blog in 2008? And I, I absolutely didn't. I I really, as I mentioned before, just wanted to keep track of my projects. And uh, a lot of people were doing kind of the mommy blog thing then. And yeah. I had two kids at the time at home, right? Candace had already gone to college and Billy was in college. Uh, so I just had... I was still home, <laughs> guys. Chelsea was still there. In fact, one of my early blog posts was a prom dress I made for her. And I just found the picture. We're going to pop it up. <laughs> we are? You All have right. the picture? I have the picture. Okay. I found it the other day. Oh, wow. I was showing the kids. Well, it is prom season right uh, now, too. Yeah. I know. And I have the dress still, too. Wow. I do. That's so I cool. Do. I know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I put Chelsea in her prom dress on my blog because I was, I was kind of like, well, I'm not a mommy blogger. My kids are, you know, I guess... Sean was in middle school, you were in high school. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, uh, I just had no idea. But then, you know, it was a really good time to start a blog. I, in fact, I've read articles saying the very best time to have started a blog was 2006 to 2008. And yeah. I made it right at the tail end of that. If you're thinking about it, by the way, the second best time is now. It's always a good time to start a blog. But yeah, I had no idea. But I feel like there was this quilting community that made it really easy for everyone to find each other back then on the internet. And I started getting people sending me stuff to, you know, <laughs> drive my husband crazy, you know, and it, because I was getting free fabric, free thread, yeah. free notions, free rulers, free to blog about. Yeah, to yeah. blog about. And that was just because people came across your blog and said, oh, this is this is good. And then they would start, you know, having you do product reviews. Is that is that yeah. the first yeah. step into like... Because that was the reach then. Like Instagram right. wasn't... There was like, no, Instagram, yeah. no Instagram really. wasn't a then, thing. Yeah. And so that's... Yeah, the company saw the value in a blog. Right. So that really, you know, I and so I started doing that. And the other thing, uh, a lot of times I just didn't even, I don't know, connect in my brain. I had to have people reach out to me. But a friend who had a great blog, I wish she was still blogging because I loved her blog. It was called Pleasant Home and yeah, Jody. She's awesome. Yeah. She actually emailed me one day. We hadn't met in person at that time. We've We've met several times now, but she actually reached out and said, you know, you you should put a little bit of advertising on your blog to help cover your expenses. I think you have enough page views. And 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 so I, you know, connected with the company that she recommended. And it, it was great because it, it does take a lot of time to write blog posts. And I know people don't love ads on blogs, but 
you know, it's 20 to 30 hours a week. Yeah, it's a lot. When you think about the writing and the photography and the the blogging, you know. Yeah. So I was really grateful to her for suggesting that portion of it. So, and then... So, so... So you did started with some product reviews, mm-hmm. then you know you got a little advertising on your blog. When how did you get in contact with like you mentioned the last episode the swoon quilt? Like how did you get in contact with some other quilters who were already designing quilts and and selling patterns? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've ever told this story before here, but Joanna Figueroa, uh, I was sewing with a lot of her fabrics, and she put a call out on her blog one day that she needed a sample sewer. And I, th- I thought about it all day. You know, should I email her back? Should I not? Should I email? And uh, I remember going out to the computer late at night. Our only computer <laughs> then was in our family room. And so, you know, we didn't have a laptop or anything. So I, I ran out to the family room, turned the computer on, I emailed her that I would like to sew some samples for her. And she emailed me back the next day and she sent me some fabric and she wanted me to make these quilt blocks, but she wanted me to send them to her first yeah, so she could check for accuracy, I guess, before she sent me the rest of the fabrics to finish the quilt. So I made the blocks, I mailed them back to her. She mailed them back with the fabric and that just started you know several years of sewing samples for her yeah and that was a great experience for me I learned a lot Uh, probably you know because I read all of her patterns word for word before I got started so I learned a lot about reading patterns and and a lot of different techniques she would send me things that I really thought wow, I've never done this before. Well, I'm making the sample for her to take to quilt market. I better do a good job, you know, so. (laughs) It's uh, daunting. (laughs) Yeah, and then she gave my name to Camille. So that's how I started sewing for Camille. And then Lori Holt, I just really can't remember how we connected, probably through the internet also. Mm -hmm. Did a little bit of sewing. I probably did four or five quilts for Lori, so. And then, sorry, I'm sort of walking a step through step here. No, this is good. But from there, working on, with other quilt designers, is that when you first started stepping into designing patterns yourself or? Well, not quite. There's another step that I really don't talk about a lot, but that was really influential. I, uh, Craftsy, and I don't even know if they're still called Craftsy. I think they changed their name. But they reached out to me and wanted me to write for them. And so I actually wrote for Craftsy for a couple of years And it was really interesting because at the time I was blogging on Blogspot, uh, but they used WordPress. So I had to learn WordPress to do my work for Craftsy. And I didn't even really know, you know, they were requiring these keywords and for me to use these words so many times in a post. And I really, at the time, I had no clue that they were teaching me search engine optimization and they were teaching me all of these techniques. And so I wrote for them. And then actually Lisa Alexander at Moda also reached out to me and asked me to write for the Moda blog post. And so I started, um, and that was a paid thing for a little while. 
with writing. So I was writing for Craftsy. I was writing for my own blog. And then I was writing for Moda. And something that I really learned from my experience writing for Moda that really helped was uh, Lisa sent a calendar out. So she wanted me to kind of schedule everything I was going to write about for three months. Wow. Yeah. And I had never done that with my personal blog. But that was another thing that really, in the end, came to really help me. Yeah. And Moda used WordPress, I believe, at the time. Also, so my knowledge from Craftsy helped me do that. And then when I decided that I wanted to move forward, when I really decided that I wanted to make it a business, I, I reached out to Lisa Alexander at Moda and basically said, you know, what should I do? And she said, start a pattern company. That was her, that was her answer. So, yeah. Wow. So that was, and that was uh, 2012. So that was four years of blogging for myself and other people and product reviews before it kind of dawned on me that, that that's what I wanted to do. This is also strange so. to me because <laughs> I was like at home and I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of your kids did. On. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, like we, as your children, all just sort of like, oh yeah, we we hear you got this, and yeah, even blogging, especially for like teenagers or you know, I was in my twenties and everything, just like okay, you know, it's your it's a website or but it's not, it's just like <laughs> yeah. your little thing where you're going on and ranting about quilting, <laughs> you know, yeah. like nobody ever, none of your kids yeah. really understood what you were doing and didn't see like any long-term anything long-term coming yeah, from it right? you know what I mean it's just like okay right. it's just like what you like to do just you like to write as well as quilt you know yeah and that's why I joke about it going back is like my friends would come over and <laughs> they'd be like oh your mom's quilting again and I'm like I know she does it all the time and it's just so funny I didn't even know so much that was going on for a four-year period everything that was brewing essentially right. yes. to lead to to where where it would go so maybe yeah. we can from there i mean i know there's there's even more things as, as, but that's essentially the start of the business was when you first said okay i'm gonna make a pattern design company write a couple patterns and sell them and yeah. that, that's sort of the start yeah of it so then let's maybe jump ship to chelsea in the beginning of where <laughs> you come in which we know was strictly just fabric design mm-hmm. right and then uh, now help me out with the year on that what year oh, man. was it that you guys first went to moda and pitched your fabric 2014 but then the fat our first fabric line came out may of 2015 15. is okay. that right yeah, yeah. but you yeah, were essentially getting frame. involved in 14 Right. Yeah. And I think this is a question I've asked you before is, you know, when you first started the fabric design process and, and mom and you guys have talked about like what led mom to think you could do it and everything. But did you did you think you were just going to stick with that and do a couple fabric lines every year? And that's it. That's all yes. you wanted a part of. Yes. Okay. And for a couple years, I was very, very content with just that, that I was like, oh, this is my twice a year thing. And I really, really enjoyed it. But you, so I what truly. Happened? But your well, children were babies at they the were time babies. too. So babies. Yeah. And I hadn't even had Finn yet. Right. 
like Finn was born right after Desert Bloom came out. (laughs) So like still in the beginning stages, but I truly have this belief. Uh, I have to interrupt you. (laughs) When I was doing, okay, so Chelsea's girls both spent the night here the other night (laughs) and it was kind of in the middle of my, my sewing room is mostly put back together now, but I had all of this stuff out on the landing and they woke up before we did. And so apparently they were like going through all the sewing stuff <laughs> on the landing while I was sleeping. Are you and, serious? But they found this picture of oh, you no. and I from the Salt Lake Quilt Market when you were pregnant. Oh, no. So it's probably the only picture of us together where you weigh more than me. Oh, my you know? goodness. <laughs> but because uh, you were like really pregnant, like seven yeah. months. Yeah. Eh? I was or six months. So anyway, they found that picture of us. Uh, and I think we have like some scissors that was in the Moda photo. Yes. So I can pop that up too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Chelsea wants it popped up. But, no, I want it popped but up. But it's a cute. Uh, I look really different. So yeah. <laughs> and the girl said they wanted that picture. And I said, no, I need to keep this picture. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the Salt Lake Quilt Market. <laughs> they did tell me though. They're like, we tried so hard to sleep in, mom. But we had to wake up at seven. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my parents are going to be so tired. But yeah, but wasn't that the collection that did you do your first quilt with that collection? Oh, you weren't quilting then either. No, it was after Finn was born that I leaned on quilting because I was up with him all night. And so I knew. And so there would just be some times where I was like, I'm just going to stay up and sew because I might as well just stay up with him. Right. And though, honestly, I'm really grateful because those late nights with a baby can be very tiresome. And But I really leaned into quilting after having him, and it was really, really good for me. But uh, So it was just essentially you were no, doing something to keep yourself busy as you're staying up all night? Or? It, it, well, kind of, but I have this belief you cannot enter a quilt market and not be inspired. You cannot... I had no idea the possibility. For me, it was a creative thing solely. And so because quilt designing was something creative, that's why I wanted to do it. I didn't necessarily want to sew at first. I My first quilt after starting fabric design, I would just call mom and be like, well, my points aren't matching up. I'm not enjoying this. And But it was a creative thing for me. And so I just kept sewing like a mad woman. Like I was just sewing and sewing and sewing. And I made the first year I started quilting so many quilt tops, like so many. But it was a creative thing I wanted to create. And that was an avenue to create. And because I was designing the two fabric lines a year, I had time in between. Pattern designing is a lot of work and it takes up a lot of your time. And so I hadn't started a pattern company yet, so I just decided that I wanted to learn how to quilt. And the first quilt market, I everyone, all the moto designers were so nice to me and welcoming, and they were like, are you going to start designing quilts? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's my mom's thing. <laughs> and you can't, like, not fall in love. For me, I fell in love with it. Like, I really enjoy yeah. it. It's, like, therapeutic. I really enjoy actually quilting. But... Yeah, I guess does that answer it okay? Well, yeah, yeah, it does. I do have a couple follow up. So okay, this good. this episode's sort of like me interviewing you guys. I'm I'm <laughs> it really is. You know yeah, how you interview is. your yeah. guests about their quilting life. Yeah. I guess yeah. I thought maybe we could do more deep dive into you guys. But 
So what was the first pattern that you designed to sell? And then did, I'm guessing, this is just me assuming that you ran it by mom and, and <laughs> had her give you like, mom, is this is this good enough to, to publish basically? Oh yeah, yeah. Right? mom did the pattern edits for me. Yeah. Okay, so what, what pattern was it and? I don't talk about it a lot. Uh, I think it's you so should. Cute, it's your first one. It's so cute. I feel like I should make a second version, but smaller sized. Mom has been yeah. suggesting that to me forever. My first quilt pattern is to the moon and back, and it was inspired by Finn, my little boy. And you made the quilt for his big and I boy made, bed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made the quilt for his big full-size bed. Yeah. And so it's a very big quilt, and it has some like moon blocks in it and rocket ship blocks and star blocks. And I don't know why for my first quilt pattern, I decided to design a quilt that had four different blocks, but I did. And it's big too, right? It's, it's like huge. It's like by... 80 by 80. <laughs> yeah. It's ginormous. And I did a Navy background. We will, we will throw a picture up. And I was just so self-conscious about the entire process. Cause it was my first time. And it. It didn't really, uh, it, I, I don't know. I did, it didn't sell well? It didn't sell okay, well. That's okay, but say I see it. saying that. I got fine. a story about that because. I'm still Del's, self-conscious about it. You shouldn't be though. Dad. I know, I just started my business. Dad was so worried about you. And oh. we got on her Etsy shop and we could tell that nobody had purchased the pattern I yet. I about this. And so I'm gonna cry. he purchased the pattern. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm going to buy this pattern. <laughs> and because he just couldn't stand the fact that she oh hadn't sold goodness. a pattern. It was only like the morning of the first day that she oh my listed it. This and, is a father's love. Yes. <laughs> and he purchased that pattern. <laughs> and I don't I know. totally forgot about yes. that. No, you guys, dad, seriously, he's, we don't <laughs> see him a lot in this space, but he is there supporting. He did. He bought one of my patterns. He bought your for, pattern. He bought one of yep. my patterns for To the Moon and Back. And oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think yeah. I remember calling you and being like, because you have that moment of defeat where you're like, can I even do this? Am I even qualified to do this? Like, why am I doing Like you ask yourself, why yeah. am I doing this? But that is a part of the journey. And actually, Susie from Susie Quilt shared that same thing, her very first pattern. She said she did not sell any of that. And look at how amazing her business like has blossomed, like truly inspiring. And that's how I felt. I was like, oh, I designed this first pattern and I put like my whole heart and soul into it and it didn't sell well. And I was so devastated about it. But no, it's but you, it's fine. It was the beginning and mm -hmm. that's how it starts. I kept, And mom was like, you got to keep with it. And I remember her telling me, Chelsea, someday you're going to have a hundred patterns in your shop. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not. <laughs> and now I like look at my shop and I'm like, wow, what a journey. I've designed a lot of different quilt patterns and I would have never thought that I would have stuck with it and done it. Yeah. But Well, yeah, and you did. And I yeah. think that still in talking to you right now, I think you should let go of that. Okay, it didn't sell <laughs> at the beginning. I think you should put it on the wall next episode I've sometime. I've never brought it on the I, wall. I think you definitely should now just oh to like, like you need to, you've obviously done well with many, many other pat patterns since then. So yeah. who cares that the, the first week you didn't sell good the very first time you put a pattern yeah. up on Etsy, you know, like you can look back, you should look back and laugh on it now and be like, yeah, yeah it's my first quilt. 
and it didn't it didn't you know sell out and right right away or anything but who cares you know yeah. that, that's like you're your stepping right. stone. do you remember brad pitt's first movie no of course not right, right? <laughs> probably actually, someone out there does but we don't someone, someone a fanatic that actually yeah. i'm gonna throw this out there because i told her even initially i'm like this would be really great as a crib size yes. quilt yeah. or a lap quilt and this next collection that we're getting ready to design quilts for oh. would be a perfect collection to make a small version My of goodness. that. So maybe, yes. maybe there's one of your new patterns. See, and that's the thing is my pattern writing has greatly improved like over the years. And so now it's, I was telling mom the other day, I was like, man, it's almost refreshing to like write a pattern because I, it, it just... It, you improve, you improve. Yeah. And I love that. I, yeah, I should let that go. That's the whole point is improving yeah. and bettering yourself and growth. And I will, I'll put the quilts on the wall. I have two quilts I'm sharing in the next podcast, but then I promise I will. The, I'm going to be so round. nervous. Okay. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. And be. it is so well loved. And that's what makes me so happy. I even have to fix the binding on a little portion of it. Cause he's used oh, it. He used it so yeah. much. And enjoyed yeah. it but you're right our next fabric collection which we actually are designing quilts for right now that's perfect i didn't yeah. even think wouldn't of it be that. great for that a, yes a With little colors. A smaller oh yep. you guys i yeah. have to say too i just finished binding one of the quilts that she'll have in the next episode <laughs> perfection like your half square triangles really? the points really awesome because you know when you're binding a quilt you you were up close and personal and you see the workmanship i'm and gonna rewind this awesome. and watch it. hearing my mom say perfection to awesome me awesome job is a breakthrough on that. <laughs> is it united that i just, united okay yeah. it's marion's so favorite watch quilt for too. united i mean it's already in her shop so but, yeah yeah beautiful. i do have to say though mom has bound all of my quilts <laughs> this time around because she's like i got some shells to watch and i'm like oh perfect thank you yeah. like well, thanks, Mom. Guys, so, this is so yeah. good for me. I'm going to go home feeling so positive. <laughs> Perfect. That's why, you know, looking back, sometimes, <sighs> you know, you lose you lose track of the past, and sometimes it's good to look back at the past to see yes. how you got to where you are now, you know. So with that uh, being said, I know we could probably talk we could a lot talk. longer about that, but yeah. just to, for time's sake, we'll move to the, the second portion of, of what I've um, had planned. Maybe we could even go back to the first portion of another podcast sometime, yeah, pick up where we left one. off. But I wanted to, I think this is important too, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast, watch the videos, obviously don't do it for a business. They might do it the way you started Quilting Mom, just as a hobby. You're interested in people's fabrics. You're interested in other people's patterns. You'd purchase them. You'd make them. You know, you'd make projects, things like that, right? So that was your quilting life prior to 2008 before and then before it transformed into a business and then um so we know you have all these things on your plates right now but eventually i'm sure you'll start taking different things off those plates as you get basically into be like you know i don't want to work as many hours a week until I'm 85 years old. Like you want to, you essentially it's, it's like, yeah. it's like a hobby. So you can, ne you're never going to uh, really officially retire from quilting. You're probably yeah. going to do that the rest of your life. But at the same time, there is going to be a time where you're going to want to slow down. And obviously mom will do that before Chelsea. So what I wanted you guys to imagine is your future quilting lives 
and like how do you how do you anticipate your quilting life being when you are pretty much stepping completely away from the business when you've designed your last fabric line together wow. when you've when you're like you know i'm not gonna like and once basically once you stop de designing fabric that means you don't have to make four quilt patterns for the fabric line right so maybe you want to publish a pattern every once in a while but it will just be like when you feel like it right mm -hmm. so i don't know if you yeah. could sort of and tell me how you envision your future quilting life when the business side is slowed down or, or over yeah no this is a great question and we have a lot of examples to look to actually oh, yeah. uh I, camille's Marty. mom bonnie just stepped back that's who i was gonna bring right up. and so camille's doing the fabric by herself and you know bonnie kind of made a clean break she, she did. uh just went from designing patterns and then zero patterns she designed with this yeah. collection that camille did on her own and uh, but then I, you look at other people who really haven't, they've just kind of slowed down. So I'm thinking of um, Lori Simpson and her sister stepped away, Polly. Yeah. Completely stepped away, but Lori's kept it up. And uh, I noticed Lori does fewer patterns. Yeah. I feel like one collection, she may have only done three, but they were all beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Still amazing fabrics. Uh, Sandy Klopp has kind of taken a step, step back. back. And I noticed towards, you Jan. know, sometimes she would redo some older patterns yeah. in the new collections. Jan Paddock. Jan Paddock is, but there's, and they're still. They're still present. They're still, yeah. And they're still, they're not going to quit quilting. Yeah. I also look at Barbara Brackman, who yeah. blogs regularly. Yeah, blogging doesn't isn't difficult. Yeah, if you like to write. So, I just kind of see maybe, you know, when we first were doing the mm. fabric, I was trying to do five or six patterns because Chelsea wasn't doing patterns, and then yeah. when Chelsea started, I moved to four and now i'm know. doing like six now she's <laughs> now she it's no, too much i can see backing off to three yeah and just doing three quilts and uh i don't know i i, I can like i be honest busy, so i don't see you ever stopping i don't, <laughs> don't. mom is a power how and i know this is a speculation that but i just in there is no future that I see you stopping because, see, when mom's, uh, you were making clothes, what, at the age of 10? Yeah. This is something she loves. It's ingrained in her. This is what she does. So even if you, even if mom were to let all the other business stuff go, you would still quilt. You would oh, still yeah. sew. Well, yeah. You would still make yeah, Thanks. that's what I'm trying to get at, though, yeah. and I and I know, but I agree with you, Chelsea, because I don't see mom stop anytime soon. Yeah. Because she, you do like to stay busy. You're very a workhorse, a driven person. But that's what I'm saying. I know mom will always quilt, yeah. but like that's what I was wondering if you had an idea outside of the business. But I think it's hard for you to even envision that, mom. Is that true? Well, yeah, kind <laughs> yeah. of. I, I I see myself never stopping blogging. I I mean, yeah. I went to school when you, I don't know, most people who get English degrees yeah. think about, oh, I'm going to write the great American novel someday, which <laughs> I obviously know I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but blogging is a great <laughs> substitute for the great American novel. That's so funny. You I know? don't have an English degree and, so, I, and I would love to write like several books. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, I don't see ever true. stopping 
writing the blog. I just don't ever see that happening. I see slowing down on the pattern writing. That's yeah. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. That's what that is like what our lives are consisting of right now. And yeah. it is a lot of work for me too. Like Yeah. But no, I but in but defense I, of Billy's question, uh-huh. if you were solely thinking asking me, I have already told mom and dad already, and my husband knows this. Uh, I definitely see a point slowing down and probably at an earlier age than mom ever would just because in when Bonnie, I was very surprised, actually. I had seen Bonnie slow down on some things, but Bonnie has a lot of um, kids and grandkids and I, I want, I just want to spend time with my family. With your family. I, that's yeah. all. That's what I want. And I'll never stop quilting and sewing for probably my kids and my grandkids. But I, I've said this multiple times. I, I don't want to do the business side forever. Right. Because I want to just chill a yeah. little bit. Also, I, I see myself doing more charity quilts. Yes, don't, totally. You, be, just having the time where it's not a business and just being able to donate quilts I've had I had an experience recently I don't want to like share the particulars but yeah I just really felt like I needed to give a quilt to somebody and the the love and the joy that came from giving that quilt was just now I realize you don't always know who you're giving the quilt to if you donate a quilt but I was just like blown away by you know, how rewarding that was yeah. to to give a quilt away and have somebody love it and appreciate it immediately, you yeah. know. So, uh, yeah, so more I charity. More and charity. I think one thing that we, we can note and that's obvious with you is that if you're doing something that you love, like you really love to do, it's never really a job anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And so turning a hobby into... A career or or business, it's like, well, you're just doing what you love and making a business out of it. So, it, yeah, it is hard to slow down right. when when, yeah. you, when you already really enjoy doing the things you do. But yeah, speaking from the outside, I know that you guys work a lot, and, and there is stress involved too when you yeah. when you have to meet like Deadline. I guess deadlines. Deadlines, yes. you know. Deadlines. Like, imagine if you could yeah. do everything you could do, but that you're already doing, but you yeah. just didn't have the stress of a deadline over. Right. And that's what I envision when I see you I guys like stepping away is that you're like, you still get to do everything you want to. Okay. You want to post a pattern here and there. Yeah. Fine. But you just don't have deadlines. But yes. I know being with a company that you design fabric, there's obviously going to be deadlines and yeah. that's right. you know, of course going to be there. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've, I just sort of envisioned like you guys still <clears throat> doing things here and there, but you don't have to be as stressed. I mean, that would be yeah. a good thing. See, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, the deadlines are where... And actually, I see myself picking up the pace this fall. I'll find all my kids will be in school starting this fall, and I don't know like how I'm going to feel about that. But mm-hmm. no, deadlines. Yeah. But And, and I, I want to say something real quick. Maybe this is off topic. I actually, I thought at first the podcast, I'm like, oh, it's going to take up even even more time. I, it has been so enjoyable yeah. And I actually, 
feel like it's just such a great dynamic. And that was something we added to the plate. Right. And it's been, it hasn't been stressful just because I get to hang out with my family more. Right. And that I think has it helps been, spur new ideas yes, for you, maybe. I think so, too. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. even someone asked me yesterday, like three people, I'm sorry, I try not to like talk about, okay. <laughs> but... No, they were like, now what's Billy doing again? And I'll like explain it for like the umpteenth time. <laughs> like, oh, well, he runs all the media for all this stuff. And they're like, what? Is that like a thing? Is that like enjoyable? And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Like, it's it's on, really On cool. our next episode, I'll talk a little bit more about yeah, how my life has changed. Oh, because good. Of that. Oh, yeah. see, this mm-hmm. makes me happy. Okay, yeah, yeah we're that's like, a great idea. This is yeah. But. One thing too, really quick. I know we probably are. Are we like running we, out of time? We are kind of. Okay, yeah, last, we're about to that point. Last thing, just I just recently read. If somebody asks you to do something before you answer, think, "Am I willing to do this tomorrow?" Oh, and if I like the answer that. is no. Tell them no. It it's not yeah. going to fit on your plate. Yeah. Even if they're asking you, oh, will you do this in May? So think in your mind. Would I do it? Tomorrow? Would I do it tomorrow? And that has helped me say no to several things lately. And it's good to. It's and okay it so to say great. no. It was because like I was thinking. Sometimes I think we say yes because the deadline is out. Yeah. A little bit, and so I got this email, and it was a good thing, and. But did I want to do it tomorrow? No. And so I just said, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me. You know, please reach out to me again. But this isn't a good time right now. And uh, yeah, so I think sometimes that's that's a good idea for looking at our quilting life in the future. Yeah. That little yardstick. Yeah. I love that. And just to mention about the podcast, too. And I I mean, obviously, it was I. It was, it was just interesting, and I've shared this before too, is that when I first saw like, okay, our YouTube channel has grown to a point where, you know, it can be, I had a full-time job and everything, but so <laughs> it was it was always like, okay, just going out and doing videos, I wasn't as motivated. And I'll be honest, as soon as the YouTube channel like became monetized without us even posting videos for like over a year, it just eventually accumulated to that point. When I got that email, I said, I guess it would be worth my time to go work with my mom more on videos. But I that was two weeks before shutdown. Right. Yeah. And right. so, like, yeah. yeah, we'd heard about it and everything, but I, I, no one had thought the whole it world's going to shut down two weeks yeah. later. Yeah. And so I, I really had already thought about coming out and start working with my mom more on free time, maybe weekends every once in a while. But then once everything shut down, obviously, and I could work from home, yeah, I... You know, that's yeah. where it took off, yeah. and then the podcast stemmed from there. But, um, it, yeah, so I, that whole part of your quilting life and business with, with growing a YouTube channel, doing a podcast, which if you, if you, if you listen to other tech people or, you know, running a YouTube channel is, there's a lot that goes into it. Exactly. Just like to, blogging. Just it's, with a blogging. Whole, yeah. it's a whole, cur- yeah. It's, it's its whole type of thing. So to, yeah. to do it, to, to actually sustain growth and everything, but um, I guess that would be like my only my quilting life. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Got he into has the video. Exactly. Yeah. We have proof on video. He has a quilting life. Yeah. It's differently, and I didn't. I yep. I at, at this start, I did not envision it being where it is now. So yeah. But 
Anyway, yeah. um, this, was, this was a great conversation. This was, I didn't want to stop. And yeah. I like love all of our episodes, but this was like, I could keep talking about just these yeah. subjects for ever. We might have to carry some well, things yeah. over into the next. I, I think what would happen, I think we'll get some feedback from yeah. people listening to the conversation. We'll probably have, if you guys have follow-up questions about anything else about my mom or sister that you would like to know more about in their early days of their quilting journey and everything, you know, we can revisit this topic because, you know, one thing I've always heard about podcasts is don't put a time limit on, let it be over when the conversation's over. But at the same time, sometimes I think 45 minutes to an hour is like sort of that sweet spot. Yeah. So, (laughs) but we can always revisit it. It's not like we have to, that's it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess it's time for this episode to come to an end. We really appreciate yeah. your watching and listening. And our next episode is uh, Monday, April 25th. So and please thanks, join us then. Yeah. And thanks so much for stopping by. Bye.